Welcome to Rock That Relationship, a podcast about all things relationship with Corey and Tracy. Now let's get real and start creating relationships that rock. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Rock That Relationship. We are so excited today. We have another wonderful episode in our series on dating, and we have Bethany Nicole today, who is going to be talking to us about astrology and compatibility of zodiac signs and how to use astrology in dating. And wow, I can't tell you how excited we are to have this conversation. Even our pre-conversation was, I wanted to hit the record (laughs) button. We were so excited. So um, thank you, Bethany, so much for being here today. Of course. Thank you for having me. Yeah, well, maybe you can start by sharing with us a little bit about, you know, kind of what is astrology? You know, I mean, most people kind of know what it is sort of in everyday terms, but kind of what is astrology for you and the way that you practice it? How did you get into it? And is there a particular type of astrology you, you you know, practice like Chinese or, you know, Mayan or what? I don't even know all of them. So tell us a little bit about your background, how you got into this and what really astrology is. Definitely. So astrology is really just kind of, in general terms, the study and interpretation of the celestial bodies. So that would be stars, planets, um, and basically how it affects human affairs, right? How it interacts with human affairs. Um, and it really just is kind of seeing how those play a role in our individual personalities, how we relate to other people. And, you know, of course, even there are astrologers who look at big events that happen on the planet. Um, so it can be as little as how you talk to your partner to, you know, when is the world going to end? I mean, astrology just covers all of it. Um, I got into it. My degree is actually in philosophy. And so a lot of philosophers are also astrologers. And mm-hmm. that was kind of how I got into just the basic study of it. And then within the last couple of years, I really kind of dove in. And especially when I started practicing with um, relationships, I just realized how impactful knowing that information about the couples or the individuals was. So I've really incorporated it. Um, I actually use a lot of Kabbalistic astrology. They have a different calendar. I don't use their calendar, but I do use a lot of their concepts. Um, it's very deep. It's like 4,000 years old. It's, you know, really kind of um, very spiritual, very into that. I kind of calibrate depending on where my clients kind of lie with some of these things like everyone's not necessarily wanting to like learn about past lives or anything sometimes Mm -hmm. they just want to know how to like not fight with their partner um so I calibrate (laughs) it but that's really kind of the basis like if my ideal client is someone who really wants to get into that I guess but um I can kind of calibrate it along the way that is so that's so so interesting well, look at, we both said oh, sorry, at the same time, jinx. I'm the ideal, I'm the ideal client because I want to get into all of that, but I wanted to follow up Kabbalistic. Did you say? And yeah. is, is that what you said? Is it like, yes. a, is that starts with C or K? I'm going to look this up later. It's Kabbalistic. K. Yeah. Kabbalah. It's the um, Kabbalah uh, okay. interpretation. Yeah. Well, cool. I'm going to follow up too and say, you know, that's so interesting. Like Tracy just said. So I, I actually wanted to follow up because you said something about past lives. I had a past life regression not too long ago and I'm like really into past lives. And I didn't really know that there's an intersection between astrology and past lives. Could you maybe share a little bit about how those two might be connected? Absolutely. Yeah. You really see it. Um, so if you want to dive real deep into the Kabbalistic take of it, um, 
the Kabbalistic take is that we actually choose what zodiac sign we want to come through. We choose hmm. um, reincarnation wise, like from past lives, we make decisions, I guess, about um, what attributes we want to have, what energies we want to work with based on what lessons we want to learn. So that's kind of how past lives play a role and where I really look at that in the chart. Most people look at it in the chart um, in what's called your North and South nodes. And basically your South node would be kind of what you worked on in past lives. So by the South node, mm-hmm. you could kind of feel out based on some other aspects of the chart, what someone might've actually been in a past life. And then the North node is showing what you want to learn in this life. So past life would be South node where you've been North node where you're trying to go. And that makes sense. Um, you can also look in the 12th house, the house of karma and see what that could look like. Um, and you also have Saturn, which is the planet that's considered the Lord of Karma. So where it lives in the chart can also give you information about something from past lives and what you're trying to work on in life. This is so interesting because that, so I believe in, you know, reincarnation and all that. And so I've always been thinking that this life for me is about relationships. And yeah. Corey and I just met two years ago and we were told that we were married in a past life by a tarot card reader. And we've had really weird experiences since the day we met and we're not a couple or anything. We're just friends. And it's really bizarre, like how much overlap we've had in our lives. And would you be able to like be with, if you, if people come to you, could you do like two friends together or is it better just to do like each person separately? I usually look at it the way I do it with couples um, and the way I would do it with that is I would look at each one separately, do a separate reading and then do a session where it was combined and seeing Mm -hmm. how they interacted with each other. Um, And then getting kind of, I also use a lot of intuition and intuitive hits Mm -hmm. on maybe what's kind of, and I do use cards as well. Um, Mm -hmm. So sometimes you don't always get specifics of like these people were married or sometimes you just get more of like, there is a karmic entanglement or there is a reason. Um, so sometimes you don't get specifics of like, oh, they were a tailor in their past life, but sometimes you, sometimes <laughs> right. you get like, they, especially the one you see a lot come through is, um, religious ones, like, especially right now in this time in astrology, um, there's a lot of like past lives of people who were nuns or priests or different things. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you'll get something specific like that, but generally it's more, at least for my readings, it's a little bit more general of like, there's some sort of karmic entanglement. And can you do, do you, can you do online readings or do people have to be in person with you to, for you to read what's, do you like read what's coming off of them or yeah. how do you do that? And you can do that during doing Zoom. I do Zoom ones all the uh-huh. time. I also can do, um, sometimes I have people that I do it with through emails. Sometimes I do, mm-hmm. um, even like, this is more like friends and family or close like referrals. I can do it through text message. Um, wow. If people have like a specific question, I can just kind of tune in to and do some cards and see what's going on. Wow. That's really cool. I know. And I've been telling Corey the astrology stuff is very cool. And now that it's tied into past life stuff, I she seems to be quite interested. So I think Corey and I need to explore this more because it weird. I'm telling you weird stuff's been happening since we met. So <laughs> moving on from that, like, do you really think there's such a thing as astrological compatibility in relationships? Like, is it, have you seen from your stuff, like do some signs align better than others with yeah. each other? 
Yes. Uh-huh. There are, I mean, I do disclaimer it, obviously, um, as far as there are exceptions to the rules. There are different aspects of your chart that can interact in different ways that can overcome other aspects, I guess, if that makes sense. Um, but I feel like even just elementally, certain signs are going to interact a little bit better. Now, if you have advanced information, then you can get along a little bit better because you kind of know the game, if that makes sense. Um, whereas if you are going into a relationship blind and there are two signs that don't generally relate well to each other, then they don't really have the information of how to navigate that. So then you can mm. see it be more explosive, mm. um, more doomed in a sense, whereas mm-hmm. if you have all the information about <laughs> Hey, this is how your partner, you're saying this, this is how it's coming across. Mm. Then you, you know, work with that and kind of rephrase things or try this method. And then it's not as explosive. It's, and you actually could make it work. So there are kind of, you know, your moon sign plays a lot of roles in relationships. Sometimes that can actually overcome the soon, the sun sign. Um, but there's kind of, I guess, three layers that I tell people to look at just baseline as far as astrological compatibility in their relationships. I mean, there's all kinds of ins and outs, but is to just look at how the two elements interact in nature. So fire and water are considered two of the toughest ones to try to be in a relationship together, but look how they interact in nature. What does water do to fire? It puts it out. What does fire do to water? It turns it into steam, right? Like those aren't Hmm. naturally compatible in elemental aspects. And that's really how mm. the very baseline of astrology <laughs> plays out. So like for fire signs, fire signs do really well with each other, fire and fire. They also do mm. well with air signs, but look what air does. It helps, you know, if you take air away, the fire dies, right? So mm. they do well in nature together. Of course, you can also have the aspect where, you know, you have a forest fire, right? Like too much yeah. air create mm-hmm. that. But um, generally, just kind of as elements, they do well together. So that's like baseline. And what are the elements? They're fire, water, and air. Is there another one, or is it just those earth, three? Fire, water, earth. and earth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Tracy, I think you're an earth, right? We're Virgos. 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 Yeah. Although I read something the other day that had a different. I guess it depends on which calendar you're looking at, right? To call whether you're a Virgo. I it's mean, a, whether which sign you're at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like I said, the Kabbalistic calendar is actually different. I don't mm-hmm. use their calendar, um, but because the main astro or astrological calendar is based on sun, and the Kabbalistic one takes in more of the moon, the lunar aspects. So I don't mm-hmm. use their calendar, but you can, depending on, um, and Vedic uses a different calendar. So depending on what you're going through, you might fall into a different sign, um, and then. For Kabbalistic readings as well, um, each sign has an outer influence and an inner influence. So like Scorpio is a water sign, but it's considered the fire of the water signs because it, it's just, it interacts a lot like a fire sign would, even though it does have the depth of the water signs. Um, it's very like reactive, like a fire sign would be. Um, so that can kind of play into it as well. So. You could have, if you had a Scorpio that had a lot of, you know, that fire energy and maybe they had a moon sign and a fire sign, then they might actually be okay with a fire sign, even though generally speaking, water and fire are the toughest. And in Mm. holistic, they're Mm. actually like, don't even try (laughs) (laughs) because it's just so elementally (laughs) clashing. But um, 
but there are different aspects that you can kind of come into play with. Wow. So, okay. So you talk about this compatibility kind of on a general scale. So say I was going into like the dating world and I know that I'm, I'm a Virgo sun and I'm a Taurus moon and I'm mm-hmm. going out there. What can I do like ahead of time or, or, you know, to prepare myself to think about compatibility and dating? Am I looking at another person's sign? I mean, you know, that whole like pickup line, like, Hey, what's your sign? Like, I mean, is that really like something I want to do or like, or do a, how, how would I use this astrology to sort of be proactive in, in my dating situation? Even though I'm not, yeah. I'm not looking to date, but you know, just generally. Yeah. I usually don't encourage because you can see that, right? Where people are like, Oh, I'm, I would never date a Gemini or I'm yeah, not mm-hmm. on this. I would never do that. And I don't usually encourage like that extreme. Because again, there's a lot of aspects that come into play with relationships and we can dive into some of those, um, more, but basically I just encourage people to use it to understand yourself first. Mm. Like that's the first level, like you're a Virgo with a Taurus moon. So you're looking at very earth centered energy. You're looking at long-term relationships. You're not super fast paced, the Virgo can be very intense and strong. So you might need a good, strong vessel to help, you know, contain that because Virgos are um, not everyone's bag. Aries aren't everyone's bag. <laughs> They're a Taurus <laughs> or like a Taurus can kind of go in and out of the different signs. They're much more compatible with um, a lot of the signs, whereas, you know, um, Virgos are a little bit tougher in that aspect, but um, they're special, right? We're special. <laughs> we, like to, we like things our way. Um, yes. and that's okay. That's just knowing that about yourself. And so, um, and Virgos generally like things kind of scheduled. They're going to not do as well with maybe, um, a Sagittarius who isn't as careful with time and they're a little bit more seat of their pants. And, um, but again, it's seeing how these aspects play out because, you know, you can also have the wounded aspects of a sign that are more present versus if somebody's done a lot of work on themselves, um, you might have kind of a different play yeah. on that. You know, if you're healed versus if you're still working on these shadow aspects that can present very differently. Um, but I would say the first course of action is to really see how it presents in yourself. And then yeah. you can kind of see what you would be more compatible with on the outside. Um, but again, it really, you know, you, it's, kind of like checklist like you could look at somebody and they check all your boxes and you have one date with them and you're like this is horrible I don't know what's going on you know like and that's the same <laughs> with technology right like yeah. we're given this roadmap we're given this guide but we're not privy to your inner workings I can feel energies I can read off of different things but you know again Kabbalistically this is your journey this is your life this is your your decisions mm-hmm. your free will um especially in the realm of relationships you have so much free will like you can bend and shape and break yourself into a relationship that I can look at and say like, this is not a good relationship, but you could make yourself fit into it. Right. That's your free will. That's your decision. Um, and so that's kind of where I say it's good to take these things into consideration. And I do think there's, you know, a lot of elements that are hard to overcome in relationships. So I think it's just the same way that, you would be like, I'm really clean. Maybe I don't want to get with somebody who's really messy. It's like the exact same yeah. dynamic, mm-hmm. right? You're just knowing do yourself. You, do you really. think, I think it's similar to using like, and I think one should consider all these things, uh, love languages, attachment styles, and 
astrological signs, I think. I mean, I think you need to look at all of those, right? Like, and do you see that when you're working with people like, okay, well, you might be a Virgo. Like I'm a Virgo. I used to be very, uh, you know, avoidant, dismissive person. And now I'm moving more towards secure attachment, but I still am anxious and I'm triggered by people that are avoidant, dismissive, right? But then Mm -hmm. like I take that into consideration and then I look at also the love languages and then the astrological sign. And I think what you're saying, like, You've got to think of those things, look at those things and then say, okay, if I'm saying something, how is that person receiving it? Like I might receive it totally different. And that's something I've only learned over 50 in the last two years is like, and in fact, in this last situation I had where I was doing things that were so triggering to the other person that it was like, I didn't see it. I see it now and we're on really good terms, but like, I couldn't see that. I couldn't see that what I was doing, I felt like I was just being you know, normal, but it was so triggering to that person because of her sign and her attachment stuff and all that. Absolutely. And that's a little bit of why Virgo can be a tough one um, because their communication style is so forward, so to the point, so Mm -hmm. blunt. And that can be such a beautiful thing, right? Like sometimes we need that clarity in communication and that's one of their strengths too, is they're very precise in what they're saying. Um, Whereas a Gemini might you know, say a lot of things without necessarily having the precision piece. So Virgo has like mm-hmm. a beautiful quality of that, but it's, it's just not everyone's bag, right? Like some right. people, <laughs> you know, with a cancer, and, that would be a tough match because cancers mm-hmm. are very emotionally sensitive. So the way that you're communicating, um, and I have a similar style as an Aries and my communication planet is also an Aries. So I'm the, I'm very similar in my relationships where I'm like to the point, like, Hey, you're messing this up. Can you stop doing that? And that's just like not, (laughs) but like with the right partner, they're like, Oh man, I'm sorry. I didn't notice. But with, you know, a person that can come across very like, I'm not mad, but I feel like I spend half my life explaining to people I'm not mad. Like, because (laughs) such an intensity has that too. They're just like, I'm not mad. Can you just not do that? Like, I don't understand why you're upset. Like, so you're an Aries. Mm hmm. And both Corey and I are Virgos and both Corey and I have either are seen or have been seen or in some kind of flow, a flux flow with somebody who is an Aries. And mm-hmm. so that, when I read about that, cause that's the first thing I check when I start seeing someone is what's the astrological signs. And it said that Aries Virgo combo could be either a forest fire that burns everything down <laughs> in its wake, or it could be really passionate and great. And for me, I've really had to look at that. Like, I, the way that I was coming across was, and the way I was perceiving that Aries was, it was a lot of misperception. And now that I've like stepped back, I can see it totally differently. Yeah. And that's, I have a Virgo rising. So those are the two energies that I actually have competing in myself very often. (laughs) Um, and again, I can be a forest fire. I can use it, you know, advantageously. Um, and those two signs, I mean, this is kind of the second layer of compatibility that I have people look at where it's just the energetics and Aries and Virgo are intense. There is nothing Mm -hmm. chill about either one of those signs like they are, (laughs) but they're incredible leaders. They're incredibly strong. They're very, I mean, they're here to kind of, you know, they can break things down. They can make change. They can do, I mean, Aries is a little bit more of the leadership role than Virgo, but I mean, they're both very powerful. There's a lot of energy there. So they're both very my way or the highway, however. So they can mm. butt heads 
really hard on that. Um, mm-hmm. And they're not ones to really always back down either. They, they're very convinced that they're right. Both of them are very <laughs> convinced. <laughs> and sometimes they I are. I just dealt with okay. this on a hard, very hardcore level. Yes. Yeah. 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 So it's just about, I mean, again, it's, um, but you know, earth and fire can do fairly well together. Not always because, you know, um, and it depends on how the Virgo presents as well, because sometimes Virgo can really come across as like a wet blanket to a fire mm-hmm. sign. Um, because what happens when you throw dirt on a fire, right? You can put it out. And so that mm-hmm. can, but you know, earth can also hold fire. It can be a good container to, you know, have fire grow. So it just depends on how it's playing out. And then, you know, your moon sign comes into play a lot too, because that's your emotional realm. So even as, um, you know, even if their sun sign is fire, if their moon sign is cancer, then that means they could be interpreting it from a very emotional level, even if their sun sign is very fiery. So that comes Hmm. into play a lot too. But even just looking at, you know, the second layer of energetics, that's another huge player in the compatibility game because um, you look at like fast paced signs, you look at intensity of the signs, like, are they ones to back down? Are they ones to fight? Are they, you know, very convinced of their, you know, place in the world? Do they think they're right? And you're going to be wrong. Like those are ways to look at as well. If they're going to, if it's going to be a harder match. And again, like, I don't really, I think it all depends. I think there's harder matches. I think there's easier matches. And that's what I encourage people also with like the love languages and attachment theory. It's like, what do you want to enter into a relationship as, you know, if you're already in one and you're married, like, and you have kids and you really want to work this out, like there's a lot of things we can do to make that relationship easier on you. Is it ever going to be the most naturally compatible? Maybe not, you know, but if you're not in a relationship, you're looking to get into one. It's like, I don't know. I always say it's like a love buffet. Like you should get everything you want. out of that relationship. <laughs> and if you're single and you're not tied to anyone, like take your pick, you know, like if you want something to be really passionate and romantic and you want, and that's your love language, like then that go for that, you know, pick that, choose that, you know, if you're in something and you are attached to someone, that's maybe a different conversation. You've made some decisions and now we're looking to make more, but yeah, if you're going into it, like get your fill, get what you want, you know, pick it, Mm -hmm. cherry pick all the aspects (laughs) you want or something like it's your life. Like where, where are the rules saying you don't get to do that? You know? Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, I find it so interesting when you're talking also about like moon signs in particular, um, you know, I've heard moon signs and rising signs and different areas of our chart that have, you know, different houses and all that stuff. Like I, I think, um, you know, my partner is an Aries and we show up very differently than Tracy does with her Aries. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes I'm wondering if my partner is even an Aries because she, like so many, so many of the, the attributes just don't fit. So but, different. Yeah. But I'm wondering if like, is, could it be something like a moon sign? Like what exactly is a moon sign or rising sign or, or other things that maybe there are other telling parts that are just sort of dominating at this part in her life? Or how does that work with all these different other types of signs? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, it's a very layered one, but I'll give kind of like the general, like people at home can kind of look and figure it out, um, version, I guess. And it's also different by astrologer, right? Everyone has their own interpretation of like, you know, there's general outlines for the signs, there's general outlines for the houses, but your reading of that, your interpretation, that's like what separates astrologers, right? Like that's, um, hmm. kind of where your own gifts lie is like, how do you interpret it? And so, 
um, that can vary, but generally speaking, so your sun sign is kind of your elemental, how your life path, um, kind of your basic outline, I guess would be a good way to put it. Um, so a lot of your traits, a lot of your, the way you navigate life, um, are going to be present. Your sense of self is going to be present kind of in your sun sign. Your moon sign is your emotional realm. So it's how you show up emotionally to things. And I kind of look at it as like when things are hitting the fan, this is your fallback or when things Mm -hmm. are going well, this is your fallback. So, um, and when does that happen a lot? When are you using your emotional realm in relationships? So it shows up a lot in relationships and it can be, um, very present in how you're relating to your partner, what you need from them, how you're interpreting things. So that can actually sometimes, depending on what it is, especially if you have kind of a more demure sun sign versus a very intense moon sign that could show up and different people can trigger different things in you also. So they could be relating to you more on a sun sign. They could really trigger your, you know, deeper emotional aspects. It just depends. Um, and then your rising sign is kind of how you're perceived in the world um, it's kind of what you grow into as you get older and Kabbalistically, it's your tools to help you with your sun sign, with your life path. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of how it's viewed in that aspect, but it can be presenting as the dominant energy. Sometimes it can seem like it's overtaking the sun sign. Um, right. and that's where like kind of sitting with someone and seeing how they're interacting with you know, each other or with you, like you can kind of get a a vibe of, okay, this Virgo is like really out there versus Mm -hmm. like, I wouldn't even guess they had Virgo in their chart, you know? Mm. Uh, So those are what they call your top three is your sun, moon and rising. And that's the first place everyone starts is that just gives you so much information. Um, But then you can kind of start getting into uh, planets. So then you would go to, Venus, which is the planet of love. So you would want to see where that was. Um, I look at the Mercury, which is the planet of communication that can give you mine is also an Aries. Um, so that's pretty much sums up my communication style is fiery and intense. Like that <laughs> it just sums it up. Like, um, and then you can kind of go into, you can also look at Saturn, which is the Lord of karma to see where that lies. That can play a role. Um, and then you can go into the houses, you know, you have, um, the house of relationships, you have a house, you know, like your eighth house is kind of your, your sexual house, your intimacy house. You can look at that. I also like to look at, um, and this is where, you know, each astrologer is a little different, but I like to look at your, like the second house because that's actually kind of the money house, but it can also be like value. Like where do you value yourself? So like if you had, um, Saturn in your second house, I might look at like, you have something to work out in that area. So is it about, are you getting in these relationships because you don't value yourself? You know, like money and love have always been pretty tied and, um, and we see that a lot. Right. And so that's another place I like to look. Um, and you can look at, you know, their 12th house, which is the, again, the house of karma. Um, there's houses of like love and romantic love and relationships. So you can kind of look at those as well. Um, and those are going into kind of the deeper layers, but just for like everyone at home baseline, your sun, moon and rising is, is the, the starting gate, I would say. And well, then the second step is getting a reading. I'm going to get a reading 
I'm getting a reading from you for sure. Oh, so, I want to get a reading too. I'm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's so complicated and so interesting, right? Like, and it, it's so much more than you just say, Oh, I'm a Virgo. I've read like, I don't know, 20 books on Virgos. And usually like I fit exactly, but now as I'm aging and I'm coming into all this stuff about attachment style and love language and all that and, and meeting people, you know, I've, I thought, oh, when I was 15, I'm going to meet someone, be married and be married for life. And now mm-hmm. I've been with about what, eight to 10 women. And I really, you know, it, it's very interesting. I think there's a lot to this. And before I would be like, oh, the book says it's not going to work. And then rather than, okay, well, why is it saying that? Because there's these different styles and I need to learn how to adapt to that style. I mean, I really, this, this last re- thing I was in was very challenging for me and my friends. And just listening to this conversation, I'm realizing like there is so much more to it and the way that I come off and Corey knows this. I mean, like I'm very intense and in that I didn't realize like how triggering that is for other people. Just that being, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the way it lands. Just how I show up. Yeah. 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 And that's something that, um, I mean, there's aspects of it that we, learn to work with and control within ourselves. But then there's also aspects where you just kind of learn this isn't a good fit for me. So like when I am working through a problem, for example, um, I just kind of burn, right? Like I'm just like, I just kind of let it out and I'm working through it and I'm processing it. Um, there's, you know, like a little bit of event to it, but I really want like a solution based response. And so in partnerships or even in friendships, like, I do really well with Leos. I do well with Geminis, like other intense signs that can really hold that energy and then reciprocate what I'm needing out of that conversation, which is like a solution. Like I'm not necessarily doing it to like, you know, like I had a boyfriend once it's like just such a weird dynamic, but he was Libra. He was very, very sweet, very calm. I remember just going through this like really intense time. I had to figure something out and I was looking at him um, for like, help in that way and he was like oh I wish I was there to give you a hug and I was like that is but like there were people who would Uh really value that in a partnership I was like this is useless (laughs) (laughs) and so I've learned from these experiences like that's not a good fit for me and like for even in friendships like I had a cancer friend who just like could not handle those type of conversations. So I had to learn, like, she's not a good vessel for this. Like, it's just not Mm -hmm. like we can grab coffee. We can talk about books. We can have, enjoy the weather, like whatever. But as far as like deeper stuff, like it just was so intense energetically for Mm -hmm. her that you kind of learn, like these just aren't the great fit. It's not good or bad. It's not right or wrong. It's just like, this is what I need out of situation. So like, yeah, of course I have to, you know, monitor myself like I as far as like venting or fire like I it's like flops like sometimes you have to put your glasses on because like (laughs) I can't handle that intensity and Virgos are pretty similar like they're just very intense and that's strength right that's survival that's like getting things done that's a beautiful aspect but Mm -hmm. like you know with fire signs you know, it's an earth sign, so it's a little more grounded, but with fire signs, it's, I tell them, you know, look at the elements too. Like with a fire, you can like cook yourself a four course meal or you can burn the country down. <laughs> like you <laughs> navigate it in a way that's beneficial to you. So like, 
you know, when I have a problem, like I have friends or if I'm in partnership at the time, like I have other fire signs who like love conversations like that. They're like, uh-huh. yeah, like this is great. Like we're getting stuff done and like we're working through this problem and here's some solutions I see. And like you feel mm-hmm. really energized and they feel really energized. Whereas with a cancer, they're like, oh my God, I cannot with this. And so <laughs> learning right. to navigate that. Well, I was married to a Libra for eight years and she wanted just the, oh, I wish I was there to give you a hug or whatever. But I was yeah. like, you need to do this, 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 this. Is five and yep. I got that over and over. And she's a psychologist and she's like, sometimes people don't want your advice. They just yeah. want your support. And <laughs> I'm like, what? Support. Yeah. <laughs> That's I a conversation even... I have with couples all the time where it's like, you need to discuss with your partner what you want out of a conversation. And it's not that they'll never want the opposite right like because there are times where it's like there's not really a solution I need I just need to like cry I just need somebody to be Mm -hmm. there and just be like hey it's okay like that I get it you know so every single conversation I have with someone doesn't have to be that there are times when I need something else and the same with other people like you know sometimes that's the beauty of our signs like we're butt kickers so like sometimes other people do need their butt kicked like sometimes Uh if they're Uh crying to you you need to say like I get it this is sad but like your rent is due. Like, we've got to figure this out. Like, can we cry on the mm-hmm. other side of this? Because otherwise, like, <laughs> like, but that's the, and then we need the more emotional signs to be like, you're really holding all this in. Like, you need to let some of it out. Like, you know, we're beautiful in the way that we can interact with each other, but we need to communicate that to each other. And just baseline, I need more solution-based conversations than I do emotional ones. And other people are flip-flops. So it's just communicating with your partner. Of like, it's knowing yourself. It's knowing them. And uh-huh. it's having those conversations. You can even say it. I've had one couple that were just really um, just had such a hard time with that. That I was like, just before any, like, conversation like that, every time, just say, like, this is what I'm asking for out of this uh-huh. conversation. This is what I need. It was changing so much. And they were so combative with it. And so, I mean, if that's what you, they were married, I, I wouldn't recommend that for like someone just dating someone. I would at that point be like, you're probably not that compatible. But um, if you're in a marriage or something and, and you're really trying to work it out, then you could get to a point of just like every conversation to say like, hey, this is what I'm asking for out of this. Mm-hmm. And and that just deletes all of the, you know, you're not giving me what I need. You're not listening. You're not hearing me. You're telling me you want to give me a hug. I need you to give me solutions. Like you're just navigating around all of that. Yeah. You know, as you're talking, it's so, so interesting. Cause I'm thinking, you know, I'm as a Virgo, I was with a Virgo for a long time and then Tracy's a Virgo. And then I have another friend, a new, a newer friend of mine, that's a Virgo and the intensity of our conversations. I mean, it got to the point where I even have, uh, I have a daughter and she was pretty young at the time went with my ex and she would always say, why do you argue so much? And we both look and we're like, we're not arguing. We're just so excited <laughs> about this topic. Whatever yeah. it was, we'd be talking about some woes of the world or whatever. And she, she couldn't understand because it, it felt so intense. And then other people have made comments about Tracy and I, that we are just in a d- totally mm-hmm. different world. Like when we're in a group settings and we're in a conversation, it's like, you don't even, don't even try to enter. Like yeah, it, we we don't do and it. And people purpose. are like, there they go again. And yes. they're like, we're over here in the corner. <laughs> yeah. like, but, but that's it, how it's we are. Like off putting yeah. to other people. You like Virgo times two, and it's like, oh my gosh, right. you know. So I think about like what you're what you're saying, and that feels in a sense like from a friendship standpoint, it feels very compatible. Like we just bounce mm-hmm. off of each other. Whereas 
I've noticed with other people, it's a lot more effort and work, you, you know, other yeah. friends who might be, mm-hmm. you know, other signs that are just a little bit more introspective, or maybe they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're um undecided about something. And as you know, Virgo, I'm just like, boom, I want to move forward, just kind of like your solutions thing. And so I, I see that and I, and I, but it's also hopeful to know that, you know, that with the right kinds of conversations and things, you can find a way to capitalize on, yeah. <clears throat> on that. And maybe that's the person you go to. Maybe I don't go to Tracy if I say I need a hug. I mean, Tracy would yeah. give me a hug, yeah. but she's not my go-to when I think I really need a hug right now. She's my person I go to when I'm like, I need answers. I need guidance. I need, I need to talk this through. I just want to say I can be both and I am both for <laughs> a lot of times, but you just have to say that. And that's the thing. My best friend is like that where she's called tough love. And I've had to say, I don't need your tough love today. I yeah. just mm-hmm. need you to mm-hmm. be supportive. And I think that that's something as you get older, you learn like Corey mm-hmm. and I have a mutual friend who does not want to hear about, I used to be a police officer. I used to work on genocide stuff. Doesn't want to hear it. And mm-hmm. she did not like me at first. And that was a big issue. And we recently had lunch and we were laughing about that because once we learned to what the problem was, right, it's not there anymore because I don't need to talk about that stuff. And in this yeah. current situation, I don't need, I can, I'm not just by changing some of my ways of being with certain people doesn't mean I'm giving up the aspect of who I am or at my core, but you know, when I was 20, I'd be like, you don't like it, pound sand, you know, but I terrible, I use a terrible swear word. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm so mature. I'm impressing myself right now. I'm like, oh, maybe I should come off a little bit differently. Maybe I don't, maybe everyone doesn't have to take it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think this is really important because I really like, Corey and I have this discussion all the time. I, I try to stay friends with all my exes. I try never to let someone out. I would get back with, you know, an ex. And it's because I feel like we're constantly evolving. And so all this stuff is just information to help us rather exactly. than say, okay, that's not going to work out or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. like you love somebody. I love somebody very much who's just, we're at first we just, it was that banging of heads. We both had to be right. The Aries Virgo. And now I get it. And now I'm backing off from that. And it's really, it's changed the dynamics so much. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Because it's, I mean, I think that's the hard part too. I think society wise, um, the intensity, like the one, the signs that are the more intense usually get the bad rap, right? Like, um, but that's what it takes to change things sometimes like leadership, mm-hmm. breaking down walls. Like mm-hmm. sometimes you're not like, you know, and that's what I tell, I tell Leo's this like all the time and other fire signs too. But, um, you know, if you're going to lead, that means you're out in front of the pack. That doesn't mean that you're like hanging out in the back with them being everyone's best friend. Like mm-hmm. a lot of the leaders in our world were hated, you know, you, you just kind of have to get used to like the intensity is not everyone's bag. It doesn't have to be everyone's bag you know, once you kind of get set on what is your role in this world? What are you, what is the sign meant to do? What are you supposed to be learning from it? It takes kind of the blame out. I feel like, you know, Mm -hmm. and because, you know, some of the other signs, maybe like the cancer signs get called weak a lot because they're very emotional and they cry Mm -hmm. and, but that's just their way of processing emotions. And so it's just kind of respecting, like everyone's just kind of as they're meant to be everyone, all the signs have shadow, all of them. Nobody mm. is immune to shadow. Yeah, like yeah. everyone's got good and bad. Can you explain that? Because my psychic has told me that I need to do shadow work. Can you explain what you mean by shadow? What does that mean? 
Yeah. And astrology is a little different than maybe, um, what she's telling you, like, as far as Mm -hmm. shadow in that, um, our shadow in astrology is kind of just the aspects that need transformation. So, Mm -hmm. or the aspects that come out when you're wounded. Um, so like for Leo, it's, you know, they're very much leaders, um, but their shadow would be their ego, right? That's the thing mm-hmm. that they need in Kabbalah. It's called Tukun. It's like your soul correction. It's like what you need to work on. What the. I think that's what she's saying. That's what the psychic is talking about. Yeah. And then with shadow, what that can look like too is, um, depending on what the society is at the time. So like we were saying with the intensity, that's given a bad rap in society because it's not popular. It can be very intense. It can be, you know, breaking things down. Um, and people don't always like that. So you think, okay, I'm wrong. So it becomes part of your shadow when it's actually something that's very strength based, but everything is neutral, right? Like everything, depending on the situation, like, you know, when you talk about really intense, aggressive energy, if we're sitting having coffee, that might not be the best energy, but if you're going into war, like you're trying to get that mm. energy up, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it's applauded, right? Like you're a war hero. If you're like aggressive and strong and intense, right. yep. um, but we don't always look at it that way. And our parents, especially a lot mm. of, a lot of it comes from our lovely families. Um, mm-hmm. we don't always see that. So we, put it in the shadow we put it in the weekend mm-hmm. state we put it as huh. something bad and we don't access it in the way that embodies its truest potential huh. and mm-hmm. um you know but that's it's all for the benefit right because yeah leo has mm-hmm. you know the ego side but if it can learn to transmute that it, like it does need to have a strong sense of self leaders do they can't have mm-hmm. breakdowns if right. somebody's i don't like you or i don't agree with you right like, you have to be yeah. like I don't really care. I know that I'm right. You know, they have to have that to an extent, but when they start having ego, they lose people, they become ineffectual leaders. They start making decisions based on themselves. So it's all beneficial, right? You just needed to transmute it into a way Hmm. strength, as opposed to a way of like, it's all about me. I'm so great. Look at everything I did and transmute Hmm. it into something like, I believe in myself. I know I'm right. I can handle adversity, like whatever it is. So that's like Hmm. transmute a shadow or like the weaker aspects that we might fall on with some of the signs. That's, that's so that's interesting. Great. Yeah. And I mean, and thinking too about like, as you were saying, okay, so transmuting some of this shadow stuff, but also the idea of, is also being more permeable in how we show up with the things that could be shadows to some people. Like mm-hmm. I, I could, I can steamroll some signs you know, when I'm intense, but there's other signs that really appreciate that. So like my exact behavior might, I mean, is that sort of like the same thing too, in some ways where like, you could also be perceived differently based on even the same exact behavior? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's again, you know, getting that calibration, right. And that's another place where I really encourage people to be gentle with themselves. Like we're here to learn this, right. You're coming into this sign Mm -hmm. to learn its behavior and to learn Mm -hmm. how to to do that, to transmute it. But what is, what happens when you're trying to learn something like balance? Like if you're on a skateboard mm-hmm. and you're trying to balance, you're going to fall this way, then you're going to fall that way or on a bike or whatever. And then you learn to get in the center. But a lot of times you're going to fall way far to the other side. So mm-hmm. as an Aries, you know, there have been times where I've been way too aggressive. There have been times mm-hmm. when I've been way too passive. Mm-hmm. And it's like trying to calibrate that 
into the middle, but hmm. we kind of sometimes fall one way or the other. And then we beat ourselves up and we're like, we're fine. I'm just not going to try. <laughs> like, yeah. <I> don't know. <laughs> you know, or we let other people say like, oh, you're this or that. And it's learning that calibration. What ultimately it's all about is hmm. like, how does it benefit you? How does it benefit society? How does it benefit your mission, your goals in your life? Right. Because that aggression, if you're trying to sit and have coffee can be, that's hurting you. That's hurting other people versus if you're going into battle or you're trying to change the world, that aggression can actually be very beneficial to you and society. So it's like calibrating it kind of based on that. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's so cool. It is interesting. It's like yoga is trying to get you into balance. So many things that that I'm, I like more and more as I age, you know, and get more mature. Like it's all about balance, right? It is. Um, I feel like that's the goal, you know, like we live yes. in duality and what would be the goal other than to balance it, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Do you think that um, intuition is guided by astrology or what, in, what role does intuition, and you said you, your intuitive like play in dating and relationships yeah definitely um and they get into Kabbalistically and other um studies as well get into that each sign can utilize their intuition differently it comes in a little bit differently so you could have um you know like Aries it's very quick it's very like Mm -hmm. uh yes or no like gut intuition because Aries is the Mm -hmm. first line of the zodiac it's meant to be a leader it's meant to move fast so that's the best way for it to use this intuition. Like if you're on a trail and you have to make a quick decision, you know, that's beneficial for you to have a very quick based intuition, like gut check. Yes. No. Mm-hmm. Versus um something like a cancer, which is meant to be a more emotional relationship based, long-term mm-hmm. kind of home-based sign. It's intuition might be a little slower coming in, but it's going to be a lot deeper. It's maybe going to get to, different layers of something. It might take longer to develop. Um, so that can play into like how you use your hmm. decision making. Um, and using that, understanding that about yourself and using that in dating can be really helpful because like for a cancer or a Libra, something that's a little bit more passive of a sign um, on a date, they might be more likely to kind of just be taking in the information. Like they might make their decision about somebody like a day or two later. Whereas an Aries mm-hmm. after 10 minutes would be like, this is not it, you know, like <laughs> so play out wow. that way yeah. and learning how your intuition best works um, and what's comfortable for you and your sign. And the moon sign can also play a lot into that as well um, because the moon is our intuitive base. So you can also look at your moon sign for how your intuition might play out best for you and what are the ways that you can really, um, access that and use it and guide it. Um, but yeah, and dating, especially it's all about intuition. That's your best friend, because again, you can have a checklist of somebody, you know, they meet you in all the right places, astrologically and love languages, but you're like, there is just something off about this person. I can't put my finger on, you know, but you have no idea why, or just even Hmm. like, it's not in it. I don't know. I have no reason not to be, but it's, it's just not there, but that's, I mean, that's your intuition. That's your guide, your personal guide hmm. telling you this isn't it. So it's, I mean, intuition and dating, I feel like it's just everything. Hmm. That so is, I've never heard of that where you, where different signs use intuition differently. I, I'm definitely going to talk to you. I just, I'm so fascinated <laughs> yeah. by all this stuff. So I, I know we, we've had such an amazing conversation and wow, we just 
chatted away. I love this. And so, um, but I want to like leave, leave you with kind of an open form, like what any like kernels of wisdom, if you could say a couple of key takeaways for people who are considering using astrology, you know, to help inform them as they go through the dating process, what would those key takeaways be? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I always recommend a chart reading, you know, finding at least getting your chart done, right? Because even some of the online forum or platforms like CoStar, um, you know, astrology.com, different ones will have at least a basic um, breakdown of like, oh, this is what this sign in this planet means, or, you know, they'll give you at least a little bit of background on it. So even if you're not getting like, you're not booking a session doing a reading, I always recommend just at least like do the basics, right? And there's basic elemental of like, these are your most compatible signs. These are generally the least. And they usually tell you why. Um, and I just feel like knowing yourself and knowing everything, getting all the tools, that's just amazing and moving forward and dating. That's how you get into long-term meaningful, compatible relationships is like knowing so much about yourself and at least getting that information. But I think, yeah, if you're, especially if you're hitting roadblocks, I feel like that's when you really want to reach out to an astrologer or an expert or whatever, just to at least, you know, cause there could be something very simple in your chart that it's like, you know, you keep going after the same person. Why don't you, you know, I've done where I was like, you're dating guys your age. Have you tried dating a little bit older? And then the next person she dated was the one and he was, hmm. and that was what she needed to do was just switch up hmm. kind of her conception of what she needed in her life. Um, so sometimes it's something very simple like that. And um, just a little tweet can help get you mm-hmm. out of a rut, you know, just having someone look at that. But yeah, I mean, that was kind of a long explanation, but the nugget would be like, yeah. get your <laughs> done, at least know the basic concepts of it see what resonates with you. That's the best advice with, um, cause I get asked a lot too, like, how do you tell a good astrologer? How do you tell a good psychic? How do you tell a good terror? Like, what is the credentials for that? Because it's not like you go to college and get a PhD in it and you're like, well, here mm-hmm. are my certificates. Like, you know, yeah. and so, um, the best thing is, you know, does it resonate with you? Do you feel like what they're saying hits like that nugget of intuitive truth that you feel? And, you know, with my clients too, I'm like, take what resonates with you, leave what doesn't, you know, it's not an exact Uh science either. Like I'm getting Mm -hmm. coming into me, but I'm interpreting it and I'm interpreting it Mm -hmm. and handing it to you. Like, it's like a medium. It's like, you're getting the information. I'm trying to interpret it so that you can understand it, but it's, Mm -hmm. you know, if it, if I'm missing the mark somehow, if I'm not like, you know, it's not like somebody's whispering in my ear, like this, this, and this, sometimes I get a vision of it. Sometimes I get a message, you know, sometimes it's a tarot reading. Um, so just take what resonates, leave what doesn't. If it's like, and sometimes the things come through, you know, later, you're like, I don't understand what that means. And then three days later, I'll get a message like, Oh my God, now I ran into the person. (laughs) So, but yeah, the best way I feel like to choose these things is like what feels good to you, what resonates with you. And if something doesn't resonate, if you're, you know, a Virgo and something about a Virgo reading doesn't resonate, then look at some of the other aspects. Like maybe that's what's mm-hmm. hanging over. And, you know, just mm-hmm. if it doesn't resonate, it's fine. Just let it go. Like it's not, you know, well, it's not like you believe every single thing CoStar says, you know? <laughs> right. Well, yeah. And I think that it's just good to try these things. I had never even considered going to a psychic before. I used to make fun of them before Corey went to one and then I went to her and she was right on. And I have to tell you, like, you responded to us right away about this thing. And I feel like a, 
connection to you. Like, I feel like you really know what you're talking about. And I, I, everything you're saying is resonating so much with Mm -hmm. me that I really, I'm so excited to have you do a reading because I feel like you're really authentic and you're really like care. And, you know, we didn't know you before, so it's hard to know what, what was going to be said, but from my experience of this stuff and also being a rational, logical, you know, Virgo lawyer type, like everything you're saying has so much value. Like it's so important and it's not out there, right? It's really practical and usable. And um, I'm just very impressed and I'm, I'm so excited to get a reading from you. Yeah, absolutely. That's actually something I do. Like sometimes I'll have clients that were, you know, a friend of a friend, like a referral, like I I read for their friend and they got referred. And the first thing they'll say when we get on the call is like, I don't believe in this stuff. I don't, I don't know anything about it. And one of the first things I do with them is we do like three breaths and three breaths out. And I'm like, just in this, in this space, in this call, like, what do you feel? Do you feel like I'm going to lie to you? Do you feel like I'm going to do any of these things? And they're like, oh no, like I don't feel that way. And I'm like, all right, now we can move forward. (laughs) That's how you can tell. Like if, if the answer to that is like, yeah, I feel like you're going to lie to me. It's like, well, then we don't have to do this. Like, that's okay. Right. Exactly. Like it's about like, you know, getting into your own intuition. And I think that's the best way you can tell about an intuitive expert is like, what does your own Mm -hmm. intuition tell you? And, um, and one that I like to do as well is, um, I tell people because, you know, we are astrologers, intuitives, and that a lot of people are like, oh, so you must have all the answers to your own life. And it's like, no, no, that's not. <laughs> how this and that's one of the beautiful things about, you know, this work is that you're always learning, you're always developing yourself as well. And so I always tell people, mm-hmm. like, one of the first questions you should ask a psychic or an intuitive or even, you know, a yoga teacher trying to give advice or whatever it is, it's like, what are you working on? Like, and they should be, mm-hmm. and that's Kabbalistic too. That's one of the Kabbalistic mm. tricks they tell you about like how to find a good teacher is um they should be able to tell you like that. Like, oh, well, this is what I work on on myself. And if they mm-hmm. can't tell you and they're like, oh, I don't have anything. It's like, run. <laughs> <laughs> that's not accurate. <laughs> that is great. another like fun tip for finding <laughs> someone you really relate to. That is great. Uh, well, especially as a professor, I'm thinking about, okay, the question my students should be asking is, what are you learning right now? Right. What do you and, learn? Yeah. Right. You want to have that. And that's, yeah. you know, the best, um, psychics, intuitives and leaders of our time have gone through immense struggles and different things. You know, mm-hmm. if you come into this world perfect, then what are, what have you learned? So like you should mm-hmm. always be learning. And, you know, I have Kabbalah teachers who've, been studying for 40 years and they can tell you just right off the top of their head they're like oh now I'm working on this like you hmm. know yeah so hmm. I feel that of all people they could be the ones to be like oh no I figured it all out <laughs> like right. no right and I feel like that shows you like how authentic someone is and if they're going to be honest with you and it doesn't have to be weirdly personal they're not like you know you don't want it to be like well my boyfriend said this to me yesterday and right <laughs> and it's like oh I generally have this tendency and I've been working on it and mm-hmm. but yeah yeah. Well, this has been so fantastic. I'm also going to reach out um, for a reading, as I've said now three times, because I want to make sure <laughs> that our listeners know um, that they can reach out. That is, again, if you're, you know, are, maybe we can, maybe you can share with us, like, what kinds of things um, are you available for? Do you have, you know, any resources that you want to share? Are you available for readings? I mean, Tracy and I just sort of assumed that we are going to come to right. see you, but we don't even know that you do, <laughs> if you're going to be able to do readings. What, what can, where can our listeners find you? What, why, what can they find when they reach out to you? 
Absolutely. Um, so yeah, my website, bethanynicole.com. Um, I do, my sessions are called written in the stars sessions and, um, the way they usually work is I do a tune in tarot reading and then we do your chart and I, and then we do some key takeaways. So what are the the things that you can use in your day-to-day life? Like a little bit of a checklist. Um, and then you get all of that emailed to you afterwards. You can always go back to it and look at it. Um, and so you can book through my website. My calendar is a little funky. So I usually, um, have people just reach out through email and that's just Bethany at Bethany Um, and I'm also happy. I do free consultation. So if somebody is, um, just wants more info, is a little unsure, has never done a reading like that. Like I'm happy to just have a, a quick conversation or just to see if we're a good fit. Like I'm fine with that. Um, and so if they email me, I can set them up with, um, I think it allows you to book on my site, but again, my calendar is a little funky, so it mm-hmm. might show, um, I might have more availability than what it shows. I might have less, you know? So, um, yeah, if they just want to shoot me an email, I'm happy to do all of that. And, um, and the sessions are, of course, they can be calibrated if you'd rather, um, focus on something specific. You can have a question, like, that's fine too, or I can do just kind of a general one. Um, just whatever is like going on is, is fine. Excellent. Well, I want to say thanks. This is awesome. So you. I've already learned stuff during the conversation. I've had some more realizations <laughs> about stuff. Yes, absolutely. I am, I'm fascinated. I mean, I've always really liked astrology. It just, I've never really gotten um, as much kind of, you know, depth into it beyond maybe my sun and moon sign. And so it's just so fun to know that there's a lot more out there that just, you know, makes this all much more kind of complex, which is good, right? Because mm-hmm. then it's not so surface. And I, I, you know, our conversation was great. So Bethany, thank you so much for thank taking the time know. to be with us today, to share your wisdom and your insight, your excitement. You can tell that you're really passionate about this and, yeah. um, and, and thank you for helping all of us, Tracy and I, and all of our listeners who just are going to learn more about themselves. And then for those out there dating, um, or looking to date, you know, finding more tools and more ways to kind of have that self-awareness and to be able to go out and find, um, you know, a partner that feels like a good fit. So, um, thank you again for being on and for the rest of you, for all of you out there, for our listeners, make sure that you go out there and rock those relationships. If you liked what you heard, check out our show notes for resources from today's episode. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram under Rock That Relationship and go to our website at rockthatrelationship.com for updated episodes and more great information. Thanks for listening. Now go rock those relationships.